welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the uh, technically last off-season episode, technically, um, of the 6CN podcast. We are but five days away, th- four days away, sorry, from the kickoff of the 2022 NRL rugby league season. And we'll put a caveat there. We do know the NRLW season has been going on for two rounds and we have been covering it. We are talking about the men's season with regards to off-season. Really much looking forward to it. Um, We've got a bunch of things on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to go over the rules about tipping comp that has exploded in numbers, which is awesome. We are going to cover three up-and-coming players from the Cowboys club. Um, we are going to have our annual five bets with Kiz jumping on the show, and we'll be putting forward our final predicted ladders, our state of origin, Dalian, Club Churchill, and grand final predictions. Um. And then we'll finish off with a bunch of injuries and news from around the league. But it has been a sobering week for Australian sport, especially Australian cricket, with the passing of Rod Marsh and Shane Warne. Um, my name is Adam. My co-host on the other end there, he's going to say something in a moment, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jared. Um, yeah, super disappointed about Marsh and... Um, Warned, so obviously one player is probably the greatest spinner in the history of cricket and the other players. Like, it's strange because Gilchrist solidified the idea of a batsman's keeper idea. Keeper batsman. But, keeper bat, but Marsh started. Yes. He had a very high average for the era he was in. So he came in and before him, keepers was just supposed to keep. But he, he, he was very agile behind the wicket as well. He's a very... He was... A bit ahead of his time as a player, so um and that's counter-attacking Healy, wicketkeeper batsman. Yeah, so, and he, Healy and Gilchrist put down their careers to Marsh because despite the fact there was a bit of tension between Healy and Gilchrist, they always respected where Marsh came into training to assist. 100 percent I was really, really, really disappointed to see him go. And then yeah, Shane Warns this. Shane Warne. Um <laughs> I woke up that morning. Well, Atticus woke me up that morning, six o'clock. And went upstairs, just still half asleep, flicked the news on and went, they spelt Rod Marsh wrong. Wait. Yeah, I what? um and I just I, I thought it was, you know, even those um oh, like yeah, stupid ass pranks. Yeah. When I first saw it. Like, I I thought it you know, yeah, one of those Facebook sites that you like. Yeah, there are people out there that do that stuff and for once I was kind of yeah. Hoping. Yeah, it was it was kind of, and I was expecting a barrage of tweets, Donald Trump style from Shane Warne, just to go, no, he's not, he's, yeah. he's not passed away. But yeah, no, it was um, because he was only fifty two. I couldn't believe it. I'm sad. So it's um, do what Warney would do. So here we go. <laughs> Where's the city in the meat? Fine. Nah. Yeah, no. So MCG uh, um, naming the southern stand the SLK. It's SK Warren um, stand where just behind him, uh, the stand that was behind him when he got his hat trick at the MCG yeah. on Boxing Day against England. And took his 700th wicket. 
tributes are flowing in all over the place for Marsh and Warren, and they're massive losses to Australian cricket and Australian public. See you later, legends, unfortunately. Um, we'll jump back into Rugby League, so this is a Rugby League podcast, and we're going to start with our footy tipping comp. So last year we had roughly 20-ish members. It's now doubled in a bit uh, from last looking at it, so that's awesome. A whole bunch of new people in on the comp this year. So I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the rules that are associated with this one. It is at footytips.com.au. Just type in Hop Nation and 6CN footy tipping competition. Because I want to thank Hop Nation Brewing Co. again. They're on board as our sponsors for this footy tipping comp this year. And we'll be putting together a prize pack, hopefully with some other businesses before the end of the year. So couple of rules based around it there are three joker rounds this year so joker round is when your score is doubled and they are in rounds 5 10 and 20 um, if you miss a round you get the lowest score from that round minus one and if you miss a game you just get zero there's no away team or anything like that and we're not doing pick a margin and then that's pretty much it there's also a streak competition which isn't as exciting as it sounds although it is still exciting Basically, you want to try and pick the longest winning streak that you can. So that can be one game a week. It can be six games a week, and it continues to add up throughout the season until you get one wrong, and then your count starts again. So the winner is whoever has the longest streak at the end of the year. Um, the top three in the footy tipping comp will get prizes as well, the winner of the streak competition. So the link to that will be in the show's bio. Hopefully there's no technical difficulties this week and I can do it via laptop so it's much easier than doing it on the phone last week. Um, and outside of that, um, I'm interested to see if Jared can, let's say, link together six weeks of tipping without an excuse. I'm on to it this year. You're on to it? You can find, if you can find my name in there. Ah, uh, jeez. What's your what's your uh, username this year? Let's have a look. Yeah, you. you I've got you over. You, I've got you over two pages this year, which is awesome. Yeah, you you uh, you will recognise as soon as you see it. Uh, Von Puss Puss. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> wish. Probably um, no, I miss it. Oh, Reggie. Oh, my dad's changed his name. Reggie Sidestep. Love it. <laughs> uh, where are you? I don't know. I'm trying to. Oh, Jared. One, two, three, four. No, that's my old one. Oh, okay. You got new. Oh, John's is better than Lockyer. Okay. Well, yeah. There it is. There we ah. go. So you might want to delete your. Um, I might remove your other one from the competition. There you go. Yeah. All righty. So really looking forward to that. Um, what caught your eye over the weekend, Jared? Excellent. Put him you on the spot here. Find the eight-minute try. Okay. Okay. Picked it up from the scratch. It's only I think it was the only try we scored all game. No, we scored ten points, but um, yes. we a hard. Can't remember her name. Picked up an eighty meter drop ball and ran down the road. Then ran it was it was good because there was about three Newcastle girls behind her chasing. It's not something we see from the men's team that often, so it was good to watch. All righty, okay. uh, my mine comes from the. Titans Roosters game, and we will break this one down later because it was a Titans first victory in NRLW. But it was also the first time in rugby league that we know of that a try was scored and converted by a married couple. Yeah, so 
Brittany Braley Natai and Kamara Bradley Natai. Uh, Brittany is a try scorer. Um, Kamara was the goal kicker. So a, that has to be the first time that's ever happened. And that was awesome to see because they played in the uh, NRLW together for the Broncos before, I'm quite sure. And they have assisted the Titans in getting their first victory. So congratulations to the two ladies there because that is something, yeah, like I said, I don't think I will ever see. I, I've definitely never seen it. I may never see it again unless these two um, score again, which I'm sure they most likely will. They're pretty talented players. All righty. Um, we are going to jump into just some tidbits here and there. So heading into, oh, sorry, from the NRLW, we will do judiciary. So Madison Bartlett um, has been charged with biting in this week. So she's been referred straight to the judiciary. Um, she bit it. Serena Natikatoa, who was issued a warning for dangerous contact to the head and neck of Madison Bartlett. So this looks like a retaliation sort of thing, but she has been referred straight to the judiciary. I love footy. We're back. We're back, we're back. to footy. The first, back to second biting. week in, we've got a biting charge. Literally, here we in. go. And Cody House has been suspended for a week for a very solid shoulder charge in this George uh, Parramatta game. And she's accepted that and will spend a week on the sidelines. Uh, with regards to injury news, so this is in the NRL. Joe Sawali is predicted to be available for selection in the early rounds of 2022, so slightly ahead of schedule. So keep an eye out on that one, Roosters fans, and if you've got keep your eye Joe Sawali in your fantasy side. It's going to be uh, a big old, um, big old televised event when he comes back. Could be. No, he's last year's news. Uh, Kevin Walters has extended his contract at the Broncos for one season, so through to the end of 2023. I was very interested in this. Um, so anyone who's listened to this, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Walters, but what? the fact a week and a half out from the season starts has come out that he's demanded a contract extension. I like the fact that supposedly they put in um, incentives in there, like employment incentives, and if he doesn't reach his target, they automatically can fire him no matter what, mm -hmm. up to their discretion. But it's really interesting because when I read the article, it could have gone either two ways. They could have gone, you know what, we're going to delay this for a few weeks and go, it depends on your, you know, that yeah. whole depends on how you first start the season or we're going to give it to you now. So Broncos are going, you know what, jumped on the front foot, give them, gave him the other year contract, but it's dependent on, you know, their discretion as far as their performance. So it's really... Really good from the Broncos' perspective that that there wasn't mounting pressure on Walters in the first couple of weeks, but they didn't delay it. They just went, here you go. But yeah, and I think that's the us. best. I think that's the smartest thing the Broncos did here. Get it over and done with before the season. It's not going to be a distraction. It's not a talking point, anything like that. I also think well, they was, covered themselves by only doing one extra season through to the end of it 2023. It was super risky on Walters' management for because they're the ones who leaked the idea that he asked for it. There was no one else. Like they're the ones who told everyone that they, he asked for it. It's super risky for them to put the Bronco, put his employer on the spot about his employment status. Like they've gone out in the media and said, we demanded this one-year contract. Where Where is it at? And if the Broncos' hierarchy was a bit hesitant about giving it, they were in a really tough spot there. That's the thing, though. Is there any better options anyway and considering how long they took to appoint him to start with? And I think, well, yeah, Walter's like can't push for anything more than a year because he's got nothing to show for it yet except for the improved performances towards the end of last year. 
but what, that's not in? anything really to hang your coat on. So yeah, pretty safe bet for the Broncos. Um, pretty much what Walker, uh, what all that Walter could really ask for. All right, um, and these are just little rumors with regards to team selections that are possible to be seen tomorrow. So out of the Dragons, it looks as though Tariq Sims and George Burgess will miss out on the 17 altogether. And that means so that your starting back rowers will be Sua and Bird with Kosheski on the bench. So I was a bit surprised with Kosheski being picked over Sims. Sims hasn't played any trials, but he's healthy, ready to go. Um, I'm not surprised he was left out of the 13 because he's still good, obviously, but well, there are others past last him. year, Sittler used him pretty strongly in Origin. They just yeah. told, he, he wasn't allowed to do anything, just told to hit people. Yeah. Um, and George Burgess may still need some, I wouldn't say conditioning, looks pretty good. We're getting up to speed with the game, considering he was coming off the bench in the trials. Um, Jared Croker will be starting the season in reserve grade. Uh, Ricky Stewart says that he's doing a lot more in training than he was last year after stem cell surgery. Uh, treatment and he just wants to give him a bit more time and remember this is despite John Rapana being out, uh, Bailey Simonson missing and also got some Alex very, Smith Shields you know, gone. They've so, got some very exciting young outside back seats blokes though. Yes. And so, yeah, they got some, yeah. So we'd assume, yeah. So we'll see the starting lineup tomorrow but it'd probably be Tomoko, Chris, Savage, uh, Kotrick and Cookstar. Um, at the Broncos, looks as though there was conflicting reports today. First report said that Oates was training with the NRL squad and Cobbo was training with the reserves. Uh, I suppose that was the start of the session. Cobbo was training with the top squad at the end. It looks as though you've got Asako, Cobbo, Oates and Pereira fighting for the two wing and fullback position. Um, been no mention of Herbie Farnworth. Because you assume Brenko Lee and Katoni Staggs will take the two centre positions. <clears throat> um, my bet's on a psycho at fullback, Pereira and Cobo on the wings. I don't think Cobo is physically fit enough for fullback at this level, uh, but we will see. And for the Cowboys, Jonathan Thurston has been brought in as a halves coaching consultant by Todd Payton. So Thurston's pretty much... Hasn't ignored the Cowboys since he's retired, but he wanted to step away from the club. Um, obviously, that sort of personality around could be, I'm going to say just, oh, it would be a distraction, actually. But anyway, um, at the request of Todd Payton, he's come in and, in his words, basically been given free reign over what happens at training sessions. So he's there to coach the halves, but Payton said, if you see anything at training that you'd want to pull up, do it interrupt players if they're doing something or talking and offer your advice, which Peyton said he's done a couple of times already. But he said the biggest thing is just the aura that he's brought to training and the look in the eyes of Dearden and Drinkwater, working with definitely one of their idols in their positions. So uh, that can only be good news, in my opinion, um, for the Cowboys. And interesting to see what influence uh, he may have on the Cowboys up there. So it's kind of cool. you got John's back at the Knights and you got Thurston back at the Cowboys this year. Um, kind of a halves coaching battle, which is really cool. All right. Uh, anything else? Little bits of news here or there, Jared, that you saw that you want to bring up? No, I don't really. Um, I know you guys touched on it last week, but Ricky Stewart's already started in fine form. 
<laughs> what a champion. Has he ever? And yes, if you listen to last week, I was laughing my head off for a good two or three minutes. Because <laughs> uh, it's the first time I heard that. So we are going to have a quick break there. And we're going to come back with three player profiles out of the North Queensland Cowboys Young Guns program. So last week, I had the opportunity and the privilege to speak with Ben Jeffries, who is the coach of the Young Guns program up in North Queensland. He was the coach for the uh, Indigenous women's side in the All-Star Showcase. He's been appointed the females coach for the PNG uh, Orchids for the World Cup. He's got an immense portfolio of coaching experience. He played in the NRL and in the Super League, mainly in the Super League. And he was just an awesome fellow to chat to. Love talking footy. He's very passionate about the Young Guns program. He's very passionate about the young talent up at the Cowboys and what he does for a job. And this was in the middle of the rains that hit the Sunshine Coast, Brisbane areas. And we had a phone chat. Uh, couldn't hook him up for an actual interview, so I'll be passing on notes. But I said, oh, are you getting any of the rain up there? And he said, mate, it's 35 degrees. Um, and it was 5.30 on a Friday afternoon. And they, he'd literally just walked off the training paddock uh, off their captain's run. And he, was, he said he was just walking around the field, packing up equipment while we're chatting. Uh, end up on the phone for an hour and a half. So I just want to thank uh, Benny there for his time. And he's highlighted three players, a halfback, uh, a middle forward, and a centre. And if you're a Cowboys supporter, there's some pretty exciting talent coming through. So he did want to start off by saying he's got a squad of about 30. And I said, how many of these guys have a realistic chance of making the NRL, making a career out of it, or, or just getting there? He said probably two to three. So it shows, and like compared to other sports around there, that's almost generous. Um, But two to three from that specific program and not players that they'll bring in at later dates. So we're going to start with a player called Tom Duffy. And this guy is just finished high school. Uh, He was ducks of his school. He's going to the university pathway. He's very switched on. Uh, for a school leaver, 18 years old. Uh, his position's halfback, and Ben only sees him playing a halfback at the NRL level. So I asked what position they play now, what position do you think they could play then? And he was just in awe of this kid and the abilities that he has already. For him, an NRL timeline would be around the age of 20. So another two years from this season. So you'd be watching him in the... Colts Cup this year, basically the under 18s, um, also under 20. Sorry, the under 21s was the Hastings Colts uh, competition. There you go. I'm I'm just watching his highlights now. He's a very tall halfback, which I like. He's not going to have any issues physically. No. um, With with the NRL, he's got a good pass right to left, and he, um, yeah, he, he he looks pretty solid. This kid. Yes, yeah, so Nations other, Park Junior. Yep. Yeah, so other thing to say is so he was in the under eighteen Australian Merit Schoolboys squad. Okay, he gives a hundred percent all the time. Um, He's got a which bit is, of toe too. Yeah, which is awesome to see from a coach's point of view. Obviously, so body type quite tall. Um, obviously, needs to fill out. He's just out of high school, uh, but. According so far during preseason training, 
Um, he's trained the house down. He says he's passed with flying colours in pre-season. And the key, Ben said, is there's going to be no pressure on his development whatsoever. You've already got Drinkwater, Deard and Townsend at the top level. There is another half after them who's playing at the Q Cup level who will be next off the rank for the Cowboys. So Duffy will be the one after that. So they're in no rush and they really want to focus on not pressuring him in his development and allowing him to develop at his own pace. So he said his best attribute is ending the set uh, on his terms. So if, you're, if you've got a half that can do that and that's a key attribute of their game at the age of 18, that is a huge box to tick. So we see even in the NRL when teams struggle with their fifth tackle options. So he says strengths, ending sets on his own terms. He's got a well-rounded kicking game. I said, does he favour short or long? He said, no, he's well-rounded. He's got a great kicking game already. Uh, Utilise it for gaining field position, ending sets, et cetera. Uh, he's a game manager, consistent game manager, and we know that they are extremely rare to find. Um, and he creates space for others as well. So it's not so much about him. He's your, your pure out-and-out halfback, making those around him better. Plays the short side a lot. And he said he's one of those players that you rock up to the training field and say, these are the structures we're going to play. This is where I need you to do. This is what I need you to do. This is where I need to be. And he's like, yep, sweet. Listens to it once and executes it perfectly. Like if you've got... Um, it's... Yeah. I'd be if you're damn trying to excited. Imagine him, if you're trying to imagine him... Just think of Matt Bird. Oh, That's size wise, size wise, and how he plays too. Well, no, I, I said, could kid. you could you give a comparison to an NRL? Well, I don't like doing comparisons generally yeah. for kids this age, but how he was talking, I pictured Adam Reynolds and that style, and he said 100 percent that style of player. Yeah, Short right. kicking game, long kicking game, controls everything, creates space for everybody. You don't have to worry. You can say, "This is what we want to do." He goes off and does it. Obviously, areas for improvement, physicality and first line of defense. So we hear that all the time with halves, uh, with their development. Um, like Jared said, he's got size, like body frame size on his side, but he does need to put bulk on and get used to that front line of defense with regards to contact. And uh, he put out a little uh, little bet on here. He, he Expect him to be the top point scorer in the 2021 Colts Q Cup season or Queensland season this year because he's also a goal kicker. Of course he is. So if I'm looking at my club, I've got an 18-year-old halfback coming through whose key, like whose strengths already a game management, short, long kicking game, creating for others. Um, I'd be pretty stoked. So definitely want to keep an eye out uh, under 21's competition. You can watch those games through the QRL website. Uh, so if you're a Cowboys fan and wanting to keep an eye on Tom Duffy. So very, very cool. Uh, let's have a look here. So anything you want to add on to that one, Jared? Uh, keep, keep an eye on these folks because if he's talking that high for a halfback and there's a few people ahead of him because Deed and, and Drinkwater are quite young. Yeah. This guy might be going to somewhere else here. No, I, that's the what way I'm they, worried about. Yeah, the way they talk about it. He's been there through the entire program uh, from quite a young age. And he's still he's technically still able to be in the Young Guns program, which is the under-18s, under, or under-16s, under-18s. But 
he sees him playing in the under 21s this season. All right. Second player, Mia Puavase. So came from Kerwin High School, has exceeded expectations in preseason trainings. Um, he's a back rower at this stage, and he sees him playing in the middle, uh, a middle forward as opposed to an edge forward at the NRL level. His form did plateau towards the end of last season. They were a little concerned, which can happen in the development of players, but said he's kicked on in preseason and looked um, absolutely epic. And they're expecting his timeline to be longer than the other guys, just based on the position that he plays. Um, an NRL timeline also of about two years. And if you think the uh, Cowboys pack at the moment has is quite young on the edges, uh, up front, they're still, I think, tinkering with who their stars are going to be moving forward, but they do have Tanua Brown now, who's still quite young. Uh, Tom Gilbert's played up there a bit. So at least two years for Mia. Uh, he's a 19-year-old, but he's playing in the under-21s this year. So he's playing up two age groups, basically. And maturity is going to take longer. So body type, tall, rangy uh, sort of player. So many of those folks. Yeah, so... I found it really hard to come up with a comparison here. And he said something like a Jordan McLean sort of prototype. Um, and then we'll sort of take talking more so, because he said he's very dynamic, very agile. So I said maybe more Tino, uh, Fasamawali style. He's like, oh, he's got yeah. aspects of that. And then we ended up pretty much meeting in the middle and saying, if you took Heli and Lukey from the Cowboys mm-hmm. and um, who's the other second row, Nanai, yeah. and combine the two so the agility and strength of nanai with the height and size of luki and you've got mia puavase that's scary that's a yeah. hybrid sort of big dynamic scary and forward when you when you talk about being 19 two years but they're playing on the 21s if you keep an eye on the Q Cup squads and notice any of these guys, that means they've been fast-tracked to the NRL. Yes. So when, when they start putting them up against the men in the reserve grade, that means, yeah, they, they're getting ready to put them up, see how they go. And as he was talking so far, I'm thinking, man, like big edge, aggressive hit man. This is going to be like a beast of a player to come up against or to have in your pack, sorry. So I said, what are his main strengths? And he said, aggression, aggression in defense. And I was like, okay, do you mean up in the line, like getting up line speed? He's like, no, contact. Like he hits with aggression. He hits hard. You can hear it from the sideline. Um, and then in attack, he has great hands. So he's a very direct runner with subtlety. So he said he's got such soft hands. And we're talking someone like a, a Schuster style, obviously not with the creativity because he hasn't had the halves background. But a big fella like that with just the subtlety and soft hands that can play both sides. Um, I was in pass, both sides, I mean. So I was like, man, this guy just keeps ticking the boxes. So, but areas for improvement, um, hitting and sticking. So while he's got the aggression in defense, right now he seems a bit more concerned with just smacking people. He's a Steve Maddai player. Yeah, at this stage. He said hitting and sticking and controlling the tackle is his next stage of development. And then also playing on the edge, defensive movements and positioning. So your decision-making and being consistent with that. And we, it's the same stuff we heard from Alex Corvo at the Broncos. 
Uh, if you're playing on the edge in the center, they're the two hardest positions defensively because there's a lot of lateral movement and you're attacked inside and outside as well as straight up. So his decision-making around that, when to move up, when to hold back, when to shift, that sort of stuff needs work. But if that he can continue to develop at the pace that he's doing so, um, Cowboys have got a hell of a wrecking ball forward that can ball play on their hands. Um, and who have they got their club right now that is very devastating runner, has lateral footwork and has added a little bit of passing game in the last couple of seasons? One little Tamalolo. Not yeah, saying he's that same body type, but he's got a pretty good mentor there if you're a direct line runner with a bit of hands. Um, so, yeah, another one to be quite excited about. So that's Mia Puabase. And finally, uh, a centre by the name of Jordan Lip. So he's graduated from the Young Guns program and he's actually on the Cowboys uh, website now as part of their top 30. He's on a development contract uh, with them. So he's played at fullback, 5'8", centre, but he projects as a centre. And I noticed a change in tone when Ben was talking about this guy. He's very fond of um, Jordan and what he's gone through. So he's um, had a shoulder Rico. He's moved up from Toowoomba by himself, came up by himself, didn't know anyone up there. Um, he left school, worked for two years. So he understands work ethic, he understands sacrifice. And I've just got ticks all over my page because he said, this guy is just a good human being. He's just a good person. He's a good player. Um, to me, it was just screaming leader. So he's the sort of player that every club wants off the field as well as on it. He said he's a community person. Um, he backs himself and he understands what the real world's like. So he spent two years working before coming back to rugby league. Um, and you could just hear the fondness in his voice. So he's tall, range is 195 yeah. centimetres. He's a big human being. Yes. And 88 kilos, so there's space there to put muscle on um, for a guy who's 195 centimetres. He's also been playing six a few times too. Yeah, so fullback, 5'8". Um, center, yeah. he said, yeah, the next level he projects as a centre. And he's he, he uh, Ben brought up, he's a big centre. So he's referred to Justin Hodges with regards to height. And Hodges was a tall centre. And... But he said his running stride is very long. So I threw up the name Brent Naden. He said, yeah, similar to that, where you've got this, that long, easy yeah, stride. This um, kid's quick. Yeah, this guy's quicker. So they did a sprint off of all the young guns um, in the entire system. And that's coming up against the fullbacks and um, the wingers and everything like that. And he beat everybody. So that... An out-and-out centre with speed, um, size. And he used the – I think this is the best compliment he can get. He said he's just a footballer. He gets it. He gets the game. He's got silky skills. He's relaxed. He said he lies with his eyes when he's ball playing. Um, and he has lots of time. And if you hear words like, seems like he has lots of time, he's just a footballer, there's not a lot of times in commentary where people – use those terms 
we use them a lot at state of origin level when you compared Andrew Johns, um, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston. It looks like they're not playing as fast as everybody else because they just can decision. They can make decisions so much faster, which means they've got more time with the ball actually in their hand. Um, and, and you could just hear. And he said, "He's oh, how do you put it? He's those generational centers where." he's got the Gidley flick pass. He can ball play and read a game like Jamie Lyon. He can, he was using those names in the centers to what this kid could get to those sort of skills at this age where it's just that special player in that position. They've got something that separates them from the rest. I wouldn't be surprised if he played NRL this year, to be honest. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. So because he's in development squad, I said, well, you look at COVID's unpredictable and then you look at state of origin and the Cowboys back line, there's a chance that they won't have homes. They won't have feed out. They may not have felt. Um, so there's three positions already. Um, trying to think, or oh, it won't, Hiku won't. Who's on the other side? Yeah, I'll well, say those three are out already. That's three positions that need to be taken up. There's a chance that he'll be in NRL this year, which would be really cool. Areas for improvement. Defensively challenged, both physically and decision-making. So, again, edge defense is the hardest place to defend. But to make up for that, he holds himself and others accountable. So if he makes a mistake, he holds himself up. And if someone else makes a mistake of training, they're not pulling their weight, he gets into them. So that's not good enough, boys. Let's go. So I think out of the three, he's the one I'm most excited about to see. It, only because I could notice the change in Ben's voice. And I said that to him, like, you sound different talking about this kid. And he's like, I just want him to do well. After what he's done, coming up by himself, going through the injury, spending time away from the field, coming back, the impact he has on those around him, how he holds himself. He's a player that the club wants to hold on to for as long as they can. So I'd be damn excited because if you've got a halfback, a prop, or a middle forward and a center coming through at this sort of level um you're in a pretty good spot and we finished off just by me asking a couple of questions about the cowboys what is he reckon this year who do you reckon is going to get the starting halves positions all that sort of stuff and he came up with some pretty interesting feedback the first thing with regards to feeder clubs so townsville how the cowboys have the blackhawks um they got cans um and mckay are the three feeder clubs for Cowboys. And basically they let the feeder clubs know who's available. And then it's up to the feeder clubs to make contact with the club with which players they want. And then they wow. try to spread the players out over the teams. So they're not stacked all on one team. Um, so they want to obviously keep them, or they want them playing in the competition that's quite well balanced. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting to hear because I've never really put thought into how players actually get uh, sent out. Um, how many even how many made a call about Tom Alolo? Well, no, no, like, yeah, with as the development players, I mean, so the ones hey, that if he has a bad 30. week, I'll have him. Yeah, true. So I said, so what's the what's the feel around the place with Peyton's second year there? And the comment he'd made the comments already before I talked to Ben about failure is not an option. And Ben said, no, it's it's not. Four years here, the last four years haven't been acceptable. The club knows that, the players, the coaches know that. And he said, um, I said, all right, who's going to be in the halves? And he's like, Chad Townsend will be the halfback. 
But who the 5 is going to be, it's going to come down to the trials and a shootout. So they're going to get half each. And you're talking about deer and drink water. And one thing that I thought was quite interesting was he finished off by saying he's never seen so many opposed training sessions in his life um, at this level in preseason. He said they were chopping and changing the teams that were versing each other at NRL level in their trainings. Uh, there were different halves combinations. There were different backline combinations because not one position is safe. No one is safe for their position. Everyone's fighting for a starting position. And he said the, the intensity of the sessions was incredible for a preseason and the guys literally just ripping into each other, showcasing who should get the starting position. So I'm quite interested to see what the Cowboys makeup is tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on the Tuesday, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some prizes, if that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Uh, but it was awesome insight. This is the sort of stuff we're trying to get from each club and we're getting a bit of traction with another club. So I'm hoping to have their youngsters um, up in the next couple of weeks. All right. We're going to pause it right there and we'll be back with, Kiz is jumping on the show and we he's going to take us through our five bets for the season and we'll do our predicted ladders. All righty, welcoming into the show for the third year in a row to provide five bets for Jared and I to stick our teeth into um, throughout the season is my brother Kieran. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic, guys. How are you going? Yep. Pretty well. We're, we're, uh, we've gotten through a fair bit already, so ready to rip in, have a bit of a lighthearted dig and throw some money down for your wacky bets and weird ready situations that you come up with. Um, yeah. New, Newcastle copped it from Kieran this year like they did last year. So yeah. for those who are new to I got, the show... I got the one from Newcastle last year, so I think you, you two didn't. That's true. Uh, so for those who are new to the show, Kieran comes up with five events i guess or scenarios throughout the season and we bet on whether they will happen or won't happen and i believe last year i got four out of five i did pretty well which means i'll get zero out of five this year because most of them are generally based on luck and things happening over the course of a season some happen in the first week and i've got to try and keep tabs of it throughout the year so both jared and i um have a crack and we see how we go do we have? Do we put fifty bucks down last year? Is that how we did it? And we, you can put money on which ones you reckon were going to happen. I, I don't remember. know. Jared just ran out of money too quickly. Oh, that was um, yeah, that was our best bet this week, which we'll get <laughs> back to. We kept betting on Newcastle. We won the first two weeks, and I thought I was set, and then they just fucking dropped the next eight games or something. Yeah, like Broncos getting top four. That, that worked well. Oh, um, yeah, that was that was. We're not talking about that. I'll talk about it all day. All right. So, how are we, what are we kicking off with, Kiz? Bet number one. All right. Bet number one is with the Broncos. Oh, God. The most unpredictable thing. So, my bet is that the Broncos will have more than four halves pairings this year. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Done. More yeah, than, Reynolds yes. is going to be consistent this time, though. Yeah. Oh, more nice. than more than four. Yeah. More 100%. than four. Well, they're they gonna, even know he's gonna be, they're gonna they're have gonna Reynolds. have one this week because Reynolds isn't there. 
and then they'll have two starting next week and Reynolds gets a run. So that's two in the first two weeks. So, yeah, definitely more than four. Oh, yeah, geez. That, that first two weeks really throws you. Because generally, Re- 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 Reynolds doesn't miss many games due to injury. So it's no. just depending on how he's consistent. That's how many partners he's going to have. Yeah, I'm gonna that's, I'm gonna take the overs on that too. So that's three partners. So I'll say Broncos that's more than three partners. Broncos. Oh wait, wait, uh, is that is that is that Reynolds having more than three partners or no? Broncos? Just the Broncos. The Broncos having yeah. more than four pairs of halves this yeah, year. No, nah, definitely. So I think we're both going yes on that one. So Jared and I don't usually agree on these bets. That's that. That's what makes it uh funny. What are you doing, Kieran? Well, I have to go against you, so I'll say they'll have four. All right, they'll have exactly four. Okay. Jeez, I like that one because it throws it all up after two weeks, and then I hate to oh, say look, it. Oh, look, I'm going to say that Kevin Walters doesn't even know he's going to be in the coaching box with him, so let alone his half pairing. <laughs> Hasn't his tune changed so much in a year? It's brilliant. Oh, my. He, he, all right, what's number two? All right. Um, number two is there's going to be more than one coach fired by the end of the season. Oh, by the end Easily. of the season? Yep. Yes. So that's two McGuire, coaches. Potentially O'Brien, Walters in the first round. Walters uh, just extended to 2023. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think um, who's under... Well, it won't be Penrith, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Eels... Oh, I reckon Eels is a decent chance of... Um, no, he's been re-signed. Arthur getting booked. No. no way. He was re-signed. Maguire will. Yeah. Maguire, Barrett at the Bulldogs. Um, so Griffin's safe. So what we got? Robinson safe. Bellamy safe. Cleary, Hasler, Arthur, Griffin, Fitzgibbon. Demetrio's first, first year. Brown? Like get hooked. No, nah, I don't think so. They've got a, he's got the excuse. Nah, so what is it? More than, more than one? Yeah, yeah, it's more than one. I think you said that. I reckon Barrett will. Yeah, I reckon. I'm, I reckon going, to I'm going Smoke overs. O'Brien. I'm going overs on that. Yeah, I'm going overs as well. Smokey, but Smokey is O'Brien getting hooked. God, we're we're well, very um negative. How many, well, how, many, how many coaches got fired last year? Four. No, no, like I can't no. remember. Well, you got John Morris. Um, Was that last year? Yeah. yeah. My so God. It's just just John Morris. That was it. Was it? Yeah, There's right. only one. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Peyton was already there. Bulldogs spent all their money on players. They couldn't afford to pay another coach. Barrett was already there. So, yeah, so there's only one. So, you, yeah, you would have lost that bet last year. But we're both, I'm going, I'm taking over one. And, and, and no one would have picked Morris to get the hook last year, too. Because... Me picking me picking over one shows me shows you where I put the bulldogs on the ladder, and the tigers on you the know, ladder. Do you know it might be a smoky as well? I, I did pick O'Brien, but I reckon Stewart might be yeah. under, under pressure a little bit as well. Yeah, I could see that at Canberra. All right, what are you doing, Karen? Are you going now as well? Then, I guess you have to. If you're going against this, you have to go against this. Yep. Oh, this is boring, Jared. <laughs> pick something else. In my bet. All right. I got she's okay. So my bet is that uh, when Moylan returns, he won't last more than four games. I'm pretty sure you made a bet like this. Him and 
Graham last year, didn't you? Yeah, but Graham's already injured. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't well, put him on my Hold up. Can you just no, clarify? Can you okay, just so clarify? When Moylan returns. So which will be round one. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be. Is he going to be there round well, one? Well, they don't have Trindoy suspended till round That's three. Yeah, but can you just clarify, is that for an injury or just not fitting in the 17? Because Nico Hines... Right. Injury. It's injury, be, it's okay. Because he, their, their halves look very good. I know Trindle's suspended. Yeah, the first, that's the thing. Their halves like, really, really good in that first in that trial game last week. How long is Trindle injured? Yeah, uh, he's suspended he back round for three? two weeks. So he'll be back yeah, in round three. Weeks. All right, okay then. Moylan to be injured in the first two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> So it wouldn't matter if he comes back in the third or not. I'm going against you. I reckon he'll survive. I reckon he'll get a few games under his belt this year. But oh I, I but I'm confused. I do reckon I'm... that I do reckon that Trindle and Hines are a better half pairing though. Yeah. Uh what hmm. you put 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 Moylan oh, no, go. Put him on the bench in 14. So this is this is purely just injury based, right? Not form based. Correct. God, we are negative. We're like literally making a bed on how long someone's going to be without being hurt. Oh, it's like bed so it's just, boy to his hamstring. Does um does the well, bench position count? Injured more than he's been right. Hey, does bench no. position count? No, he's yeah. still playing. He's right, still playing. So, so pretty much the bet is once he's selected, will he last four rounds without getting without injured? Bench. Yeah, Correct. I reckon he will. He can be dropped and then he, if he's dropped and then he comes back, like it might be round one, three. 12 and 14. If he yep. doesn't if he doesn't miss those games in between as injured, then he oh, survives. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going that he's gonna last. I'm gonna, actually, I sort of want to look up his um I sort of actually want to look up his career and see if he's missed more games than he's played. <laughs> right, I'm, right. Put, I'm putting uh, faith in those hammies. So you reckon Jared, you reckon he's gonna last? I reckon he'll last. Moyland to play four straight, non-injured. Ah, uh, God. See, to me, this is like the first 50-50. Um, see, if I go no, then I'm just literally going to be sitting there going, get hurt, get hurt, get hurt, which I, that's not nice. <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> you don't have to win these bets. Well, that that's fair. the point of doing that's it. All right. To be fair. Competitive, <laughs> man. I'm competitive. To be fair, I, I always do that to Ponga, like two weeks out from margin. Oh, fuck, get a concussion or something like that. Like the short-term injuries. I hate you. Because <laughs> um, yeah, you, you said Files are scared. See if it was Graham, yeah, I would right. have said no Where's straight away. Where's your trophy, mate? What do you, well, Kieran, you're going to have to go no, because I said yes as well. Damn it. Stop being right. with me, Adam. Fucking Damn it, I'm boring. not that negative. That's right. Well, you guys were just talking about your ladders. So this is the same one from last year, but I have to have a Titans one in there as, as always. Titans to be the top Queensland team. The third year in a row. No. No. Oh, I'm interested Ooh. to see Jared's ladder now. Um, well, Jared last year had the Broncos in the top four. <laughs> That's true. I'm going, yes. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, I still, I still reckon they'll be the top Queensland team. I'm going to say it. Kieran? Two, two. You'll say yes. I'm going to say yeah, yep. Say two for two reasons. One, we don't need your reasons. 
We don't need your justification for your poor decisions. When, when Cowboys, I can't remember when they played Broncos last week. Their halves actually looked half decent with Deard and Chad. Half decent. And the re another reason is I don't agree with Fasimuali being captain. Oregon's going to detract from his game. Well, you've got Ponga as captain, so you can't talk much. Oh, I'm, I criticise the shit out of that about five weeks ago. We both know this. Play on. But he, he leads on the field. Yeah, Ponga. I just don't, I don't, so I just don't think at this point in his career he needs a captaincy tag next to him yet. But that's yeah, I should have given it to Jaden Campbell. All right, number five, Garen. Well, we'll stick with the Knights then. So we went, Jared, oh, and I went, Jared and I went different on that one. There we go. Well, Ponga has to use up his what well, he's got the player option anyway. He's got to use it up at uh, Round 12. What, June, Round 12, yeah. something like that. Yeah. All right. So this Ponga is going to use is going to accept his uh, or take up his player option. No, nah, he's going to walk. Oh, you are so negative. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's my bet. He's gone. So his bum buddy right. and Watson's gone and Watson's press conference this week was brilliant. He said, now nah, Ponga's off me. He hasn't, he hasn't spoken to me all off season since I made the decision. So, which I think is <laughs> awesome. Um, and then they just gave him captaincy. Please stay. And Dolphins are going to offer him what, one and a half, they reckon? Yep. 1.4. Him and Hughes. And he's, a, queen, and he's, a, queen, and he's a Queenslander. No, nah, mm. he's everything that boy. He can play and he wants to keep his options open for the All Blacks. So all of his points to him walking, which means he's probably going to stay in rugby league world. <laughs> so I'm going to say he's going. I'm going to say he's going to take up his option because he's an idiot. <laughs> and then Newcastle are going to spend the next ten years recovering. So Jared's saying no. What are you saying, Kieran? I'm literally saying my answer in spite of what Jared said. Adjust the spot what Jared said. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I so I think if he walks, the Knights are in trouble next year. Well, we're not, the Knights are in trouble this year with him. <laughs> See, yeah. the, the thing about it is if he walks, that means Newcastle have about $2 million to spend on the cap because they lost Pierce and, and Pong is on about $1.2, 800 yeah. So they're going to have $2 million. So they might be able to buy someone, but fuck. Yeah, it's hard to recruit for Come to the club where you're hard to recruit without KP there. Yeah, he's like I'm hey, gonna. Come. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, he stays. Then Ooh. we're gonna have gay guy at fullback next year. I bet you. All right, so put Brab and Best back there. Let him run at some people. Broncos have and then, four halves. Oh, you, you didn't and then six. one more. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, I got left space for Blake. I have to have a, a short one. A short round three one. No, sure. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Similar to. David Similar Fiedler to a couple of ones from, yep. So Latrell to be in the 3 2 1 versus Roosters round three. Oh, really going to oh, smash him. First game back. 100%. Second game back, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 100%. He's Latrell. He's a He'll big game in. player. Can, can, we yep. just, can I just add a little bit That's on top of that? Against the uh, Roosters, though. Can I just I'm, I'm going to go no on this. I'm going to. I said yes for Fafita last year. That was against the Broncos. This one's against the Roosters. Um, no, I see the Roosters being fully fired up after that last year, and they're not even going to let him get into the game. So I'm saying no. He's not going to be in the three-two-one. Can, can I just add something on top of that? Mm. Can we just add that 
he'll either be in the three, two, one, or sent off. One of them, either or. Can we just put a bet on either way? He did say he's not going to change. I reckon reckon the Charles is going to be fired up just as much. Yeah, he will be, but it'll be one after his his interview. Great. I reckon he's going to knock off Rhea Hargrave's head, but you know, it's either way. Sent off in three, two, one. Is there any different? Is there any like middle ground with Latrell? Well, we said with Fafita last year, is no, it three two one or has a blinder? And he, he ended up scoring a try and run like a hundred something meters. So he said that was a blinder. Um, I'm saying no, he's not going to be in the three two one. I say he will be. I reckon Rabbits will. Um, Roosters will win, but he'll score two tries. That'd be a good. That would be a good story. Yeah, probably kick someone in the head and wait through, but you know. What do you reckon, Karen? What are you going? It's not a grab. It's just a missed part or shot. He kicked uh, someone in the head <laughs> 10 minutes before that. Do not even get me, make me get send you the video. Um, hey, John Steen. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get in the 3 2 1 against. It's going to be hard to get in the 3 2 1 against the Roosters, but I um I hope he does get in the 3 2 1. So That's I'll go for it. it. All right. So there we go. We started off all boring and we finished all good with differences. Brilliant. All right. Thank you, Kieran, for our. Season long kisses bets. Um, what we're going to do now is do our one to six teams, our grand finalists, our winner, oh, our Clive Churchill, our Dallium, and our state of origin uh, spread, basically. So, sorry for those who are watching on this. I just had to take my hat off and it's not pretty. All right. It took me three goes because I forgot about Parramatta. And as a Manly fan, that's in my DNA. So no apologies. Um, I've got Dan. I was like, have I got 15 teams? Who the hell is that? I have to look it up. So and then, yeah, and then nice. I had to like shift everything. And then I forgot. You forget Newcastle. You rap bastard. That's fine. So Jared was saying the top eight is really easy. I was saying yeah. that the grouping from seven to 11, um, I, I can see going a number of ways. And then 14 to 16, Free. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Nine, nine to 13 could, it could be anyone. Yes. Yeah. Eight to 13, uh, I reckon. Eight to 13. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So because you're the guest, Kieran, you go first, sucker. All right. Because I had, you just put me on the spot and I've had the least time to do it. All right. Now we'll go Jared first then. All right. Because his will be easiest. All right. Are we doing part. a top eight at 16 or are we doing the grand final and stuff first? No, we'll just do ladders first. All right. I got roosters on top. Right. Storm second, Pembroke third, Manly fourth, Slow down. Eels fifth, no. Eels Penrith, fifth, Manly, Eels, yep. Dragon six, Shark yep. seven, Rabbits eight. Wow, so that's like right. so completely different to mine. Brilliant. Then I got Top Knights at there. nine because I'm hopeful. Very. Cowboys 10, Canberra 11, 12 Warriors. 13 Titans, 14 Broncos, 15 Tigers, and 16 Dogs. Wow. So you've gone from fourth for the Broncos to 14th. Love it. Yeah. Get over it. It was 12 months ago. Hey, I'm going to hang on that until I make the same mistake. Where'd you have the Raiders? Uh, 11. Yeah, they're already starting to bitch about how they're treated badly. I think that's just not going to. Foggy three and, months. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, that's foggy. that's the thing. That's and the key for me. That dropped them on my ladder. That dropped them seven positions. Yeah, just with Fogarty yeah. being out. Hodson's Hodson Wise Hodson's on the out. Um, 
Like I don't, I don't think he's gonna be able to hold on to. Like, Just having a little play the standard. He's bottoming out. Why have you got um, dragons above sharks? For their young guys, I really love that they're just going to be playing freely, mm-hmm. um, playing with a really like Tyrell Sloan, Amone, with, and then you add Hunt McCulley. They've got really good, and then really good young guys coming through. Um, Are they think, young, young guys going to get plenty of time? Sloan oh, and Amone. and Sloan will. Yeah, yeah, and then you add, I think Lomax is finally coming into his own this year. I reckon he's going to do yeah. really, really well. Lomax is still well, in He needs a bounce back here. He, he had a good one two years ago. Last season and was a bit. I think they've got a very, very, in, uh, a, like a well in depth forward pack yeah. as well. Like a lot of options yeah. there. Uh, they're probably not the biggest fan of their hooking stocks. That's probably where they're weakest. But M can cover a lot of positions, just not a lot of attack. And I think Ben Hunt at half, controlling them around and just letting the young players play is going yeah. to be pretty fucking pretty fucking epic this really? year. Yeah. Add, add Jaden Sewer on that. They've got a bit of aggression. Jack Bird, a bit of ball play. And the biggest key for me is Jack DeBellin getting the full preseason under his belt. A second preseason, sorry. I yeah, it's right. going to be good for him. Um, so seven out of your... I had, the, I had seven out of this of your top eight. Only one team different. But just in different yeah. orders. All right, Kieran. Um, what do you want me uh, to go? When you, do, you, do you need more time? Yeah, I don't know the order. But I've got Panthers, Roosters, Melbourne, Parramatta, Manly, South, Oof. Sharks, Dragons round out the eight, Titans ninth. You and me the same. <laughs> a little Greatest bit of throwing tenth. in a little dust in there. Mm-hmm. Raiders 10th. Um, Raiders. Yeah. Then Broncos 11th. Knights 12th. Warriors, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Tigers. Warriors, Bulldogs. Bulldogs, Cowboys, Tigers. Wow, you got the Cowboys that low. Yeah, right. I sort of wrote down the teams and I ran out of space. I was like, oh, well, are, we, are we kind of all agreeing that Tigers are not going to improve this year at all? Well, I've got them wooden spoons. And nope. Bulldogs? Bulldogs nope. and Tigers. Bulldogs are 14th. Fine. Yeah, right. Okay, so all, all so Bulldogs and Tigers in the bottom three. Somewhere. You know, if you if you combine <laughs> your two eights, you've pretty much nailed mine. Just like the positions that you had different to me, Jared, Kieran's put my teams in that position. Yeah, right. So that's, um, yeah. So you had seven out of the eight for you as well, Kieran. So I don't know. This is, I think the upside is that massive pack in the middle. Like you said, nine to 13. I said seven to 11. Like those six-ish teams, I could see any of them finishing above. I think we're pretty well set on the fact the top eight is pretty... Pretty bad season that we are all going to predict it now. Like, well, how? Well, that yeah, but our predictions are going to be completely wrong by the end. We know this. How? Um, did you have? Did either of you have the Raiders in the top eight before Fogarty was injured? No, I didn't. No. Whoa, really? No. Mm. Wow, I had them fourth. Wow. Wow. Because you said all like, that last about the year, dragons, last year they like, were in Raiders our top have all eight. that, but more. I was well, like, their forward pack. Their forward packs is like, good, they, if not better. Yeah, they've got a good team on paper. We all had them in their top eight last year, and then they just 
Yeah, they also didn't have Odin. a half for the second half of the season. Hmm. Um, I still think Fogarty is so underrated. Him with yeah, White would be. Like, oh, that was that's like almost a perfect, a perfect NRL halves partnership. It's like as close to Walker and Reynolds that you could get, but White doesn't have the um, dynamic ability of Walker, but he's got the strength and size that Walker doesn't have. And you've got the controlling half next to him. It's just it's more it's like so a, good. It's more like a Kronk and Munster sort of style. Yeah, Kronk and Munster style. It, it's it's but you've got the controlling, controlling half and then just the long. full out runner. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see Munster at six when they had the best team, like Inglis and Falau and all that. Imagine oh. how good that would. Be. They wouldn't Fuck lose a game. Um, I could look good at five eight. Just pass it to GI. Well, GI looked good at five eight when he's ran. No one else in the outside back touched it. And who mm. was the other one that they um? And they let JT go. Storm Storm said no to JT, and they imagine if they'd kept him as well. There you go. Um. Yeah, no, I had Raiders as fourth, and I've dropped them to 11th just because of Fogarty being out. But anyway, um, i got Roosters at one, Parramatta at two, uh, Sharks, oh. Sharks at three, oh. uh, Penrith at four, Storm at five, Manly at six, Rabbits at seven. Um, and then this is my first flip of the coin, um, and I actually flipped a coin. Titans at eight, Dragons at nine. Um, but we're all very much we're all within one or two places for the, all those guys. Um, mm. Cowboys at ten, Raiders at eleven, and then I think that's a gap. And then Broncos, Warriors, Knights, Tigers, Bulldogs. Uh, fair enough, but why Melbourne on the top four? Are you like <laughs> they've lost too much? They've still got a lot of players, obviously. Um, any they teams- lost? Fanukin. Adokar, Fanukin. Adokar. Um, Brandon and, Smith, Xavier Coates. No, Brandon Smith. Yeah, but they don't have depth in the forwards. We talked about this. With Kamikamika not there, Asafa Solomon is back. Yeah, but one injury. They're back down to Chris Lewis and insert name here on the bench. And oh, without Fanukin eating up metres through the middle, um, Pappenhausen's injury history. Oh, I... They don't have the depth they used to have. They still got the talent and the skill. They don't have the depth. And honestly, they didn't like they were amazing last year. But if we look at the comp last year, there was like kind of two teams and then the rest. Um, I think the comp this year is a lot closer. So I reckon they've got about four Dale Fanukins on fucking clones. Four Dale Fanukin clones is on the assembly line ready to go. I thought you were the Dale Fanukin fanboy. I am. But I, I'm more of a fan of Melbourne's recruitment, retention, and ability to maintain, like, develop players. They recruited like, Xavier Coates. Yeah, but when is a Melbourne... A is not going to win you a comp. When is Melbourne... Like, that's the first representative player they've bought since 06. Yeah, that's great. So it's Michael they had to They had to pick a rep- representative because they lost one. Exactly. And I'd take out wait. a car over Coates anyway. You, you, you wait. They'll, they'll just pull someone out of thin air. That they will. It's like raving about. I've got them fifth. Nah, they'll be, they'll be second easily. Um, no, I... Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my top three, four. Um, Penrith's still an amazing team, and we saw they struggled a bit last year with 
keeping their standards up that high with such a young team. And I think that's going to be even harder this year again with um, Kate Woolgorn and who was the other one? They And Burton gone. Burton, I think, was such an influential player for them. And with Cleary and Luai probably going over origin, I don't care who they bring in. Um, it's a downgrade and that's three games. So that could be enough. Mm. Uh, yeah. Knights, West and Bulldogs down the bottom. I don't care how many players the Bulldogs have signed until they've got a half and a, and a um, hooker. They're not going to improve yeah. enough. In, the, in, the, in that yeah. trial game, Hines shadow over Burton yeah. in that game. But I'm 100%. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if Fogarty was there, I had Raiders in top four because I just think what they can do. Last year, for many reasons, they underperformed. Croker, Hodgson, um, Williams leaving, um, the off-field stuff with bloody, what's-his-face, he's not there anymore, Curtis Scott. Um, yeah, there was just, there was so much, so much else going on. With, with Fogarty and I think their retention, they picked up Adam Elliott. Um, they got rid of, I didn't get rid of, but I think they, they picked up players in the areas that they needed to. And I really... Yeah, they're talking about playing them. Elliott Whitehead at lock. Yeah, but why? without Fogarty, this all falls apart. Like Sam Williams has carved out a career as a professional footballer, but he's not on the he's level. A professional so. backup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think out of the team, out of the teams you've left out of your top eight, which one would least surprise you to go on a run and say finish, say four places above where they are, and get into the eight? So that that gets back. That has to be from twelve upwards. So say they're going to run, they could get to minimum top eight. Canberra, and then I think the team that can drop is South Sydney. Yeah, I could see that. They lost their halfback man. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. I, I counted that with the yeah. fact they still have Mitchell, they still have Cook, they still have Walker, they still have Murray. Yeah. They've still got a lot you, of talent in key positions. How many how many of those tries could walk? Yeah, I know. I'm Reynolds? not hence why I've dropped them down my top eight, well, but I still think they've got more talent than the teams outside the top eight in those positions. Yeah, they also have the ability without Reynolds there to just go flying off the handle in games. They do. Um, and that's a possibility. So, yeah, I could see that happening. I, I just don't know yeah. when Fogarty gets back, how far behind the Raiders will be and whether it's enough to catch up. So we haven't looked at strength of schedule. That'll be in the next episode. Um, Kieran? Yeah, and whether they'll be in the mind state to be able to turn the season around. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I reckon Raiders wouldn't surprise me. Hopeful for the Titans, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that also wouldn't be surprised if Dragons slump as well for some of those young guys just week in, week out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Jared talked about the upside, which is evident. And that's what Pen that's what made Penrith such a um such a story that they kept that much consistency with that many young players at the same time. <clears throat> and you've got the Dragons who have almost been reluctant to play youngsters. And now they're starting with a fullback and a 5'8". And they are, they're going to have ups and downs. And whether it costs them games or not, that'll be up to the senior players around them to steer the ship. Um, yeah, I'm going to go just for something different. I already talked about what I'd have the Raiders. I reckon the Cowboys could. Uh, with the changes, with 
how Dearden finished last season. He looked quite good in preseason as well. I think it's some stability there. Uh, Valentine Holmes looked good. He settled in the centres. Um, if Fidel continues to develop at fullback and if their young forwards take another step, I think the Cowboys could pick up a couple of wins against these top six teams and it could be enough to get them in the lower regions of the top eight. Um, we haven't talked about the Broncos who have at you all. Got, who have you got as six? As their six? Yeah. Um, I I had drink water with Townsend. I think they're going to start with Dearden. I think he played well enough in the trials and they'll keep drink yeah, water as the 14 well. and they won't run with Jake Granville because I think if they play with Reuben Cotter on the bench, he can cover lock for Tamalolo or he can go into dummy half um, like he did for the Indigenous team. Um to give Robson a rest. That's how I'd be playing it now if I'm going to start Dearden. And then just give Drinkwater a roving role in the back line. Um, all right. If we... Well, we'll have a quick breather and we'll come back with our grand finalists, uh, Clive Churchill, Dally M and State of Origin. All right. Top eights are done. No, sorry. Ladders are done. Duh. Let's go over your grand finalist. Who's going to win the grand final? Kieran did pretty well in this last year from memory. Uh, Clive Churchill, yeah. and then we'll do Dallium and State of Origin series winner. And so, so we've just finished our ladders. Who are your two grand finalists? Um, are they your top two on the ladder? Let's have a look. J-Roy. Well, Roosters Manly. Wow, all right. Oh. Roosters to win that. I was thinking that as well, actually. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm going Manly just because they... See, I love this. Cherry Everyone's just... higher on Manly this year than I am, and last year I was higher than everyone else. Uh, I think Cherry Evans is going to have a really strong year. He's coming to the end of his career. He's, you know, he's fit. He's he's ready to go. He's got some competitiveness with Cleary for the Australian seven. I think everything just kind of works out for him. And to, to play a good year. Um, yeah. Do you reckon he can have a better year than last year? Yeah, because last year he was pretty damn good. That's his yeah, best. I, that's his career I, best I think, season last year. I think this year Trevojevic is going to do what he did. Um, the same, it's but going to be a bit more targeted though. Well, there's he going to be a bit more acknowledgement for Cherry. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the shit last year, and Adam said a lot. It's the same with Walker. Trevojevic wouldn't have done, wouldn't have done as well as he did without Cherry on the inside. Yeah, that's absolutely. the hard part of it. Um, we had a brief, I had a brief argument with a guy last week or the week. Well, I wasn't even arguing. I was Stay just saying, off Twitter, man. I'm going to oh, start calling you Billy soon. No, it was just, I, I took offense to how a guy was talking when they were saying the Mel Meninga, rah, rah, rah. It's like Cleary first. It's not even close. I was like, see, I, I could see Cleary taking the position, but the bit that got me was it's not even close. I was like, how far away do you think Cherry Evans was? And looking up the stats, if you average it out over the season with Cleary missing um, some games and Cherubin missing games, they equaled each other in key stats with who topped it. So, like, Cherry um, tackle, uh, tackle breaks, tackles, defensive efficiency, forced dropouts, Cleary tries this, tries goal kicks. Um, I think Cherry Evans runs is. run meters. I think what it is is if you look if you if you got a normal rugby league fan to look at the two teams and go who who is the most noticeable person at Manly it's Trevojevic yeah 
is the most noticeable person at Penrith is Cleary because Cleary's yeah. front and center, whereas Cherry's not as front and center, but he's just as influenceable. Yeah. Oh, and that's what people aren't realizing. Yeah, he had a yeah, Turbo had a freak of the season. He, like, he had a freak of the season, but he couldn't have done it without Cherry Evans. That's that's right. No, yeah. I, I said Cherry Evans had a freak of a season. Um, no, Trevojevic was, was otherworldly. He was... Yeah, Trevojevic was Jared Hayne 2009 level, Ben Barber 2012 level. That's where Plus. he was at last year. Yeah. Plus. Andrew Johns every year of his career level. Yeah, he was there. Um, Kieran, grand finalist. Yeah, I've got uh, Roosters. Um, sort of juggling up who they're going to verse, but it doesn't really matter because they're going to win. Oh, there we go. Um, that sickens me to my stomach. Yeah, I know. I've got Roosters to win as well. <laughs> oh, fuck, <laughs> man. Last year was the best pre-year for them. I think, oh, I think. I still think it's going to be Panthers or Melbourne in there. Pantstorm, we'll call it. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, reckon, I, reckon, um, I reckon actually, yeah, I think Melbourne are going to make it this time. Oh. Uh, if you actually look at the uncontracted list this year, I think um, because Pembroke have a fair amount of people oh, yeah. off contract at the end of 2024. Oh, yeah. So a lot of this year is going to be talked about who's going to be off contract and who's going to be talking to who, which club at November 1 at the end of the year. Yeah, 20 and for 2024. Because all these are they playing, they're not playing at home this year either, are they? Yeah, they are. When's Bluebet Blue start upgrades? Is that oh, the end of this year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. But for the last couple of years, there's no contract talk coming out of Pembroke. They sorted it out really quickly. But this year, mm. all their contracts need to be upgraded before November 1. Yeah, kick out. Because these guys are, these guys are grand final winners, so their contracts need to be upgraded. That's just part of the, part yeah. of the wheel. So this is going to be a big year in the Pembroke boardroom, right. which flows out onto the field. And that's my concern mm. because they've got the ability to do it, but they've got the, the staying well, power. Can, and I've got the complete... I guess they lost um, Kate Well and a few guys. got a little bit of cash. Well, they're gonna lose. And they, they got a few young guys coming up as well that they don't have to upgrade. Well, see, the, Isaac Targo, Taylor. They've Mayer. got Crichton and Dylan Edwards going off contract at the same time. Yeah, that's so fine. Dylan if Edwards, Dylan Edwards pay 200 grand. Yeah. If Dylan Edwards goes down, Crichton goes to fullback, who do they give more money to? And if they're going to give more money, which you assume be Crichton because he's more influential in the game, yeah. do you have more money put into a centre than you do at a fullback? Yeah. Like it's, it's little things so, like that. Sully's on 600. That's what every centre is going to be pointing to at least. Um, Fuck. But that, that's Clark the Churchill. question. And then, oh, Clark Churchill. He's going to run out of time. Yeah, I like that. Easy, easy. I've got him at Dalian as well. If he makes it through the season, yeah, big year for him. Yeah, Kieran, I can't have him as Dalian because he's just yeah injury prone. Yeah, uh, I've got yeah, I got Teddy, Clive Churchill. Yeah, I reckon he'll and, he'll have a blonde. Uh, and I went Joey Manu, so we've picked like their three biggest players. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, I think Manu. Uh, this is this is his attacking yeah. year. To me, we know how good he is defensively, and I just want him to put a consistent well, attacking. If they have a well, few games to Kiri and Walker, yeah, together, I reckon yeah. their back rolls to Panua and Crichton is going to have a killer year. And, and I'm, they, I'm putting Kiri. Sorry, 
But they said to Manu, he's going to have a bit more of a roving role as well. So. Yeah, he's going to do he's, a Travojevic in origin role. Like he's a weird player because he's so highly regarded. And yet in fantasy, he's hardly ever picked up because it, he... He's so subtle. He, he's, he's just solid. He just does his job around yeah. the park, but it doesn't always end up in tries or try assists. It's just no one scores down that side either. Oh. So, Dali starting fullback a little Oh, sorry. Times. I said, I've got Roosters beating Parramatta. Complete cynic. Para gets as close as they've oh. gone and still lose. Fucking para, no. Guns are very high. Also, it's, it's their year this year on well, that. They've got a better team than any of those others overall, I think. I'm also putting Kiri as the New South Wales six as well this year. Watch out the way. Clearing yeah. Kiri in the half, that's going to be a pretty fucking formidable half there. Well, it's better than Blue Eye. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have Matt Burton above Blue Eye anyway. But here we go. Um, Dalian. But yeah, this is. Yeah, yes. um, this one's got, an easy one. I got Cleary. I got Turbo back to back. Oof. Well, he could have done more, but he was injured this year for a little bit. So imagine what he could have done. Yeah, well, that's only because he went. Oh, I would rather Turbo win it than both of ours. But. Well, Kiri. what's the bet? He's not allowed to go out to anywhere at the start of this year. He's just like. Hazler puts a lock on his front door. Oh, I don't know. Matt's in his shower. Yeah, I don't just care like how much they target him this year. It's like when teams try to target Slater, it doesn't work. You like when they try to target Johns, it doesn't work. You could target Thurston, it doesn't work. You know, you know those um, you know those seats. It might work for like twenty things. minutes or whatever. You know, you know it's for old people, old people who can't walk upstairs. Do you reckon they have one? You know that seat elevator yes. where you just stick. <laughs> you reckon Hazler's has got like four of them for everywhere? Like he can zip around the oh. house. Old Travoy. He, he, he just put Turbo into an old folks home for this year. Yeah, just put him in there just to, so he doesn't have to, everyone washes him. Everyone yoga and everything. So he have to lift his own leg. I volunteer. Hazler um, comes in and coaches him how to do it. All right, state of origin. He doesn't have to get out of bed. <laughs> put him in Let's bubble wrap on the way to training. State of origin. We just want the um, series score line. New South Wales, 3 0. That's what you said last year. I was close. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. There's like you, two points in it. You're a 33.3. Maybe even that two points or 100 was. winnings, winning. <laughs> so, well, 66.6. That's the serious reference. It's not how you stand by your car. Uh, so New you South Wales, 3 0. They've got too many players compared to Queensland. You can't even pick a Queensland backline right now. Shut up. Kieran? <laughs> Queensland, 2 1. I love can never it. Tip New South Wales to win. So. Love and throwing in there, potentially Stags as a center option for him. Yeah. Love it. Love, love, love the confidence, Kieran. But instead of instead of the truck. What did you say, Kieran? What team? Well, Queensland going to win. 2 1. Yep. Oh, you're a potato. You fucking you, peanut. Wait. We'll just have we'll have all all our games at Gold Coast because it's a fortress. You can't beat us there. <laughs> yeah, well, I still maintain all the games should be at New South Wales this year. Why? No, they screwed I, up last year. Um, well, you, you guys at least Queensland can keep the game going. We New want South our players to be safe, Jared. <laughs> it's a public in New South Wales. I reckon we go back to Townsville and play a game. That's my bet. Um, yeah. I'm got I've got New South Wales three 0 <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but it just reminds me of going through high school in New South Wales, looking at my team, going, "We've got some players, but we're still going to lose." Whereas now we don't have players. 
Um, See, the thing about it is that if... We'll still have a better halves pairing, yeah. but that's it. No, nah, not, not Cleary and Kiri. Yeah, um, Cherry Evans and Munster, that beats it. it. It will be interesting because this is a World Cup year too, so that'll be an interesting battle. But yeah, it's, a it's really cool season. for New South Wales the fact that Katoni Staggs, yes, I said he's a smoky for a chance, but he is a smoky. Like, he's not definite. With how talented is. this bloke in, you... He would be walking his close to captain for Queensland this year, this bloke, just to get him to play. Well, that's it. Give that's, an answer uh... <laughs> that's all our bets and ladder and everything done and dusted. We have not done the NRLW round two wrap, and it will be a wrap this week, considering we've, uh, we've gone for a little bit already tonight. So... Just to top off those results beforehand, we've all got Roosters winning the grand final. Um, I've got him over Para. Jared's got him over Manly. Kieran's got him over Storm. We've got Joey Marnie, Luke Keary, James Tedesco as Clive Churchill, Medlis, Tom Tabrovic, Luke Keary, um, and Cleary as the Dally M's. New South Wales 3-0 for Jared and myself and Queensland 2-1 for Kieran. And... Jared and I have Roosters as minor premiers where Kieran has Henrik. Uh, Bulldogs for Wooden Spoon for Adam and Jared and Tigers for Kieran. There you go. That's our wrap-up of all of our so, results there. Just a quick update. Um, Pakistan are currently playing Australian cricket. Mm. Well, on, on the main road of Pakistan, on the highway, <laughs> um, Pakistan declared on 476. Australia 426 for six currently. So it's a draw. In four days, there's been 10 wickets for a result to happen in this game. There needs to be 24 wickets in a day and a half of it. Like one half a session plus a day needs to be 24 wickets for a result. It's like, it's like 10 for 900. That's, that's, a cra- that's, the the second, that's the second craziest stat I've heard all week. Oh, mate. Pakistan get finally get the game. I haven't played there since what 2008 in Pakistan. We've watched Canada. Yeah, fucking yeah, humble for me. Pretty uh, Well, yeah. listen, listen to one of the hockey podcasts this week about our two rookies that are playing in our team this year and the impact they're having when they're on the ice together, and we have a power play, which means we have one extra player than the other team. Um, we're expected to score about eight goals um, if you had an entire game of five versus four. You take the two youngest players off our team, the two rookies, the rest of the team is expected to lose 3-2 despite having one extra player. That's yeah, how I'm bad that really, team is. Uh, I haven't, haven't got like too Manly. much faith in yeah. your teams that you select and support. So Oh, they're only they're like the second most successful team in history, but it's all good. Um they're not in Newcastle, though. No, they... No, because they're not the second... Yeah, they're never near the team. bottom. Righto, right, uh, ease up Gold Coast. Oh, sorry, we were last year. I'm going to throw that in there. All right, NRLW wrap. So, after two rounds, we had the Broncos 2-0 and now, uh, recording a big win over the Knights. One of the best team tries um, I've ever seen in a female's game was the... Broncos try. Give and go, yeah, um, where it went through the right edge, which is absolutely on fire for the Broncos over the first two rounds. Um, 
spread it out to the center. Uh, sorry, secondary inside ball to the center. Line break through there. Upton supporting on the inside. Ball went back to the center, who stayed alive um, through the play. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, Millie Boyle set her second record in two weeks uh, by, for running for 193 meters, which is a NRLW record in a game, which is ridiculous meters for a prop. Um, Knights were just outclassed again, as they were last week. Remembering they do have a lot of locals, a lot of juniors, and um, some high, oh, so big name signings scattered through there. Um, three players scored their first try in the NRLW, Hager Mosby, um, Shanae Saloka, and Jamie Frassard. But the big thing out of this, as it was for the other two games, the weather here was torrential rain throughout the match, which made completions quite difficult to come by and didn't help the Knights that they were denied a try in the 10th minute through an obstruction. If you... Bullshit call. If you haven't seen um, the... Chisoka, Chisoka, I'm sorry, uh, try, jump on the NRL website and watch it. It was brilliant. And the skills on show, the lines that were running, the ball play, they're such, it's such an exciting game to watch. And I'm really enjoying it because it, it's like watching NRL rules from like five years ago. It's, it's that perfect balance of stoppage and speed and it not turning into touch football. Um, mm. It's really cool. And Broncos just look, damn good like Ali Brigginshaw oh, I was about to say she hasn't even had to do anything really yeah. because um, is it Tamara she steers him around perfectly yeah she she just does her job but her 5'8 partner um, Aiken is just killing it like she's dynamic to watch she's just got speed to burn she took her opponents to the outside a couple of times to create space uh, especially for the try to the centre is, and I want to get her name right. Amy Turner. The try in the 66th minute was just Aiken off the scrum, using acceleration straight at a defender, getting around the outside, and Amy Turner just hitting the line, unders line on the inside, and it was just brilliant. Perfectly constructed try. So Broncos are 2-0. and Knights are 0-2 uh, after two rounds. Our second game, Kieran, was the Titans historically notching their first win in NRLW knocking over one of the heavyweights in the comp, the Roosters, oh, yeah. who are now 0-2 and fighting for a finals position. Um, did you get to – you said you were watching this one while mowing? Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Yep. Wait, Pretty you said right on mow. Right on mow? No, I got a push mow. A push mow. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> even more talented. Yeah, it is. I might have missed some grass and missed some of the game, but I got to do a bit of both. Yeah. So – It's awesome. The Titans not – the first win they got out to a bit of a tries and then um it split for tap for a little bit try for try uh, which yep. made it interesting and um but then um Braley Nardi got a, a second one and sort of put it to bed in the dying dying minutes uh she got a double in the game it was awesome and, and Tasman um, Gray but, was huge for you guys I thought yep. she had a she had a massive game um how good is Ivani Politi? Oh, so good. She's so good. Just ran over, over 143 metres. She's a beast. Absolute beast. I was oh, really impressed so with Bridie Parker, the Roosters fullback. She looks like a, a, a gun player. Um, also, Grace Griffin. In I really like 
the first try for the Titans. It was a grubber from about 20 metres out, but she dropped the ball sideways and kicked it with the outside of her boot. And we know when that happens, it'll generally wobble more so than go end over end. Then it curved off towards the sideline, towards a winger. It was a beautiful little kick and um, chased through by Karina Brown. This is a funny story. That was her first NRL try in a 12th game, despite scoring four tries in origin and four for the Gillaroos or something like that, but she'd never <laughs> scored in the NRLW. And that was her first one. So Scoring when it counts. Yeah, there you go. 100%. So Titans are now one and one. Roosters, despite the star started list, are 0 and 2. Big game from Jess Sergis again. Um, and Isabel Kelly in yeah, the centers has well. been found out defensively a couple of times now and looks a little out of sorts um, concerning the gun that she is. And then the mm. final game where the weather was even worse than the other two uh, was St. George versus Parramatta. Both teams coming off round one victories yeah round one victories um yep yeah dragons beating uh titans last week Parramatta beat newcastle oh yeah george beat beat titans last week yeah yeah so george beat titans yeah and then Parramatta beat newcastle and st george won this one 10 nil so it was a six nil lead at half time this is the one i saw the least of but uh, Tanagato at fullback for the Dragons looked really good again. And this was without Kenzie Apps, their captain, and also Jamie Chapman, their winger. So Apps was out with a broken hand, although she said she will be playing next week. Uh, Elsie Albert, 159 metres for the Dragons in a line break at prop. Yeah, and that's huge metres. Huge. And in a losing effort, Samaya Tafua and Kennedy Charrington, both over 100 metres for the Eels. Um, but they do pick up their first loss of the season. We mentioned the judiciary charges out of this one already. Fair bit of feeling in this match. So if we look at the ladder after two rounds, you've got the Broncos and Dragons undefeated. Two wins uh, out of two and they verse each other next week. Um, Titans and Eels in third and fourth, both with two wins and a loss each. They verse each other each next week. And Knights and Roosters on the bottom, 0-2, oh and, and they verse each other next week. Yep. So, so either one on, of you is going to have a win. Yeah, <laughs> either the Knights or the Roosters will get claw up their first win or, or a draw, yeah. Yeah, and that's um, that's it for NRLW. We'll finish off with just some injury news. Adam Reynolds and Kobe Hetherington for the Broncos will miss this week um, due to testing positive to COVID. Yeah, positive PCR test. We mentioned Jamal Fogarty being out for four months with a knee injury. He did require surgery. plus round one. Yeah, and Wade Graham expected to miss six weeks after suffering an ankle injury. I hate to say, but we're not surprised. Um, he just can't. Well, literally, he can catch a break, but not the right one. Um, oh. Signing news. Dylan Walker has signed with the Warriors for three years, starting 2023. A bit upset about that one as a Manly fan, but good pick up for the Warriors. Versatility. Newcastle has re-signed Edric Lee. And has promoted Leo Thompson. There you go, Jared. Yeah. Mullet himself to the stop, top squad from his development contract. And Penrith have upgraded local junior Sonny Luke to a two-year contract with the NRL squad. He's a really good story. He's like 28 years old. Back up half for years and years. Played a couple of grand finals in New South Wales Cup off the bench. But... We're talking yeah, about Dylan Walker. So, so, 
Fucking Luke. Love it. Yeah, no. Talking about this. being a peanut. All right, so we are back to two episodes this week. We will record again Wednesday night um, after teams have dropped. Thursday night? Wednesday night. Just, just this week. Night? This week. And then next week, we'll be back in the swing of things properly Monday and Thursday nights. So yeah, we right. will be okay. recording during a live game. But tomorrow's the first round. We want to make sure uh, we're ready for that. I would love to do a jersey rankings, but Roosters and Storm still haven't released their jerseys for this season. Or at least Zero Tackle haven't put them up yet. So if anyone else knows where to see them, let us really? know. First games in a few days. Yeah, I know. So it could be what they're using in their trials. It could be something different. Unless anyone's seen it on social media, let us know. Um, that's everything. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Kieran for jumping on with your bets this week. Uh, I want to thank Jared as always. And we'll be back at you guys in two days ahead of round we, one. We, we thank you too, Adam. We love you. I'll be at round Thanks, one, man. going to the South Broncos game. Oh, that'd be a good game to watch. And we'll yeah, be I was going hoping, to I was the Reynolds to be playing, but now we'll just watch the slaughter instead. So. And we'll be going <laughs> to the Dragons Warriors game, won't we, Jared? Yes. Right. What? 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 It's at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Oh no, I'm not going to that. I got plans Saturday. All right. Well, we're going to Dragons Warriors. I'll hit you up. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.